audio. So I, you don't want to do the intro then because you're not excited or what? Because <laughs> you're all tired? Hey, everybody. I'll get us started because Rob's tired, uh, yeah. apparently. You know, this today. Uh, it, last week was a long whiskey <laughs> week, even for me. I didn't know you had those. I don't really, but, whiskey you know, weeks. Whiskey Fest was a six-hour ordeal for me. Right. And that didn't include the however many hours we had on Friday out at, out at Bruner's Deal. And, yeah, which was a very cool event. Yeah. Uh, I said that was a lot of fun, too. It was cool. I kind of agree with you. I'm still kind of recovering a little bit. It just it just wears you out. You just get tired because yeah. there's all the socializing, there's all the drinking that you're doing, and I get yeah, I get a little. My social meter has a you know it has a gauge yeah, on it's it. It's on eleven. Or yeah, was it was at the end of Saturday night, and then I was ready yeah, to be I, done. You know, I didn't. I don't think I drank too much either one of those nights. Um. I mean, I had several samples on Saturday, but... Well, you were in the... We'll get into all of this here yeah. in a bit, but, you know, you were in that platinum room a bit early. <laughs> a little, well, little yeah. bit early. I mean, I know. Yeah, but I quality was, control, check and make sure everything was, was working. I, I was just basically trying to get a little taste of some of the ones that I knew were going to have a rush on them. <laughs> and then once I saw you in there, I'm like, oh, Rob's in there. Okay. I guess I'm going to go in there, too, well, then. I, well, Hang on for a did, minute. That did kind of get people a little early access. It did. There was. <laughs> I should have maybe hidden somewhere. Uh, all right. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I, 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 I recap. I didn't it a take bit. a pour of this size when I was in there. It, no, they were good lord. Tiny. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. A couple of them were. A couple of them weren't. That's what. That's that's what made the event fun. Yeah, I think that whistle so, pig siren went first, and I didn't yeah. have any of that. So I don't know if I don't know. I think that's was that the only one we ran out of. No, we ran out of quite a few. I think, you know, there was at any at the peak, I think there was probably at least at least 30 bottles on that platinum table. Yeah. And I bet there was at least a few tastes in maybe half of them by okay. the time we closed up shop. All right. Well, we'll give you our full recap on that on the way. Uh, and let you know, you know, what, what we got planned for next year because you've you've already got that ready to go, right? Yeah, I'm. We're, we're yeah, we're, we're tickets for Whiskey Fest 24 <laughs> go on sale Just about tomorrow. To go on sale? No, they the, don't. Don't, the, don't call. Do, like yeah, that. don't call. Don't write. <laughs> that was a lie. The thought of it just makes uh, me a little nauseous. <laughs> to be honest. All right, let's talk a little whiskey news here first, Rob. Can we get cordless ones? No, nope, we can't get suck. cordless headphones. You got to tuck them in. We don't have. <laughs> Tuck it in. You like you like, like Buffalo Silence Bill the over land. there, right? That's <laughs> well, um, amazing how we both got there so fast. <laughs> the I thought this was kind of cool because I didn't realize it's local. Uh, they're marking the seventh anniversary of their partnership, Jack Daniels and Indian Motorcycle, uh, with the limited edition Indian Chief Bobber Dark Horse. But do you know who puts this together? Clockworks Custom Cycles. Oh, really? Mitchell? Which is in Mitchell, South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what was really cool about this is it's the first time that the motorcycle super graphite paint will have actual Jack Daniels old number seven in it. And I think they're making 77 of these bikes. No kidding. Something like Clockworks that. Clockworks yeah. is putting 70. Yeah. 
Clockworks wow. Custom Cycles, which is uh, right here in our backyard in Mitchell, South Dakota. Well, that's pretty neat. It is very cool. And the bike is, I'm not a motorcycle guy. I think they're stupid, can't stand them. Don't have anything to do with the culture. But I do like... Way to make a lot of friends here in Western South Dakota, dude. If that's your deal, great. Love love you for it. Um, but boy, it looks... Look it up if you get a chance to. It's it's just a... I, I saw the story and I saw the shot glass pouring whiskey into paint, but I didn't right. really read it. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like... A, it's a very throwback industrial, you know, revolution style type of motorcycle. Almost like the... What do you call that? Uh, what? You're wrong, dude. Yeah, you, 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 I don't have you're a clue. Not, you, <laughs> there's a nothing. there's a name for it. What do you what do you call that? That uh, uh, not pop, not punk, punk. Yeah, it's the punks in the name. Um, industrial punk? No. God dang it! I feel stupid for not knowing this, but I should. It's going to come to me halfway through this episode. All right, don't I just promise. blurt it out, then. <laughs> and I will, of course. Yes. Four people listening will be like, <laughs> "What the hell does industrial punk mean?" Uh. One other, I saw another story that I thought was, uh, God, this is this is amazing. These people that, are, well, they're not getting away with it, which is nice. Have you ever heard of Acker Merrill Condit? No. It's a New York store. They got the maximum fine available for selling bottles of counterfeit bourbon. Following an investigation by state regulators, one of the New York's oldest wine and liquor stores, okay, has been slapped with a $100,000 fine. They were selling fake bottles of E.H. Taylor four-grain bourbon. For a thousand dollars a pop, uh, did it say how they were doing that? No, it never said anywhere in the article how they were doing that. What did you want to write it down to see no, how? The, no, I just saw something earlier. Uh, I think Shaniqua posted it about taking ah, a yeah, bottle the, of Weller and yep, taking the CYPB label and and how and those guys do that and switching it, and so you're taking a bottle of whatever Weller Special Reserve or whatever. Well, and you'll and you'll see and where changing you changing things, and even though it looks legit and sealed and the whole nine right. yards, it's got the juice from the cheaper bottle in it. You can like that. get that's why you can get online and buy these empty bottles for hundred bucks a bottle, hundred and fifty bucks a bottle. If you have an empty bottle of CYPB or my God, imagine an empty bottle of Pappy. You know, the, just the empty bottles sell for those oh, crazy they, amounts. They just take the whatever label or topper bottle topper thing and heat it on there and yeah suck reseal it, up it. And put whatever kind of crap they want in it and it's amazing they can take it back to usually the distillers though and they can test it there and they know right away whether it's the real product or not which is kind of cool but you know i mean how many people are going to do that let's say you get your hands in a bottle of pappy is, is your first thought going to be well god is this real do I have to send it in a little sample to test to see if I got the real deal? It depends on where you got it from. I mean, most of the time we're buying stuff from legit distributors well, around here. This is New York's oldest wine and liquor store. You'd think you could trust these guys, right? Well, yeah, I suppose. Um, the crime was first exposed on Inside Edition. That's that's a show that's still on television. Uh, they purchased a bottle of the whiskey and then they sent it to Buffalo Trace for analysis. And they said the liquid inside was not E. H. Taylor. They said state officials determined that the store's bourbon was purchased from a private collector, despite telltale signs that it wasn't authentic. So this liquor store went to a private collector, should have taken two seconds to just kind of examine the bottle, and probably would have known. That this this isn't the real deal. Well, I suppose. I mean, was the private collector duped as well, or was he the duper? Boy, again, like uh, Mark Duper. Our, apparently, our wide receiver. From okay, Miami Dolphins enough. In the 80s. Our investigative reporting isn't up to snuff. 
because there wasn't a lot of those details in the article. Well, I mean, (laughs) seriously, how long, you know, how long could that, you know, if that bottle existed for, let's say, 25 or 30 years or whatever it is and. Well, would an E.H. Taylor four-grain bourbon been around that long? I don't know. I don't I'm think that is. I'm making it up. But, right. But, you know, who who started the ruse, I guess? Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have, the collector dude could have been out a bunch of money as well, or the guy that sold it to him who bought it from something, you know, I could have got on for a while. That's why I get I get a little leery about, yeah, about about buying some of this stuff, unless I know exactly where it's coming from. You know, we have been fortunate enough to meet enough people in the community out here in the whiskey community that I think we could implicitly trust if, you know, they were going to sell us a bottle, even, even Gabe, who of course is a, is a, you know, a big fan of the show, big friend of the I show. I don't know why Gabe you lump, late, lump um, Gabe into, into that. Like, he, well, well we because we're pretty sure he's okay. He's, he, not, he's probably not. He shady. offered to sell me a bottle of Elijah Craig toasted. He said, he goes, I have uh, four bottles of it or three bottles of it. He has one open and two unopened. He said, if you want to buy one, I'll sell one to you. So, I mean, just knowing him like I know him, I would never, I wouldn't hesitate for a minute to give him, you know, 60 bucks for that bottle and I'd feel just fine about it because I'm I'm sure it would be 100% legit. But, you know, I I don't know. Is Elijah Craig toasted one of those on the, you know, America's whiskey most wanted list? Is there a lot of counterfeiting going on with? I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't, I had it and it was really good. It is really good. Yeah. I liked it. And it's not one you can find just anywhere. I'm like, I might have a bottle. Oh, God. I hate when you do that. Jeepers. Uh, All right. Speaking of collector bottles. Yeah, that was interesting, huh? If if you're an investor, are you an investor, Rob? You kind of are. You're a slumlord. Um, (laughs) No, you own own property, though, for rental property. Well, yeah, but uh, on the whiskey front of things, you know, less so. Yeah. I'm more of a... You're a drinker. What drinker, mm-hmm. um, enthusiast. And I don't know if talking about this is a, is a great thing, but it, this is this specifically talks about rare whiskeys. Not not Buffalo Trace, not bottles of, of Eagle Rare, right? Which it's you got sh- rare right in the name. <laughs> but you should be you should be drinking those so we can have more of them. Stop hoarding them. Um but if you're an, an investor in luxury items and you're looking to play the long game. Okay. It are was you, a pretty impressive number for. Are you uh, looking? No, I saw it earlier. I don't understand the math. For ten years, uh, ten-year price changes that could be of interest. So, when taking prices at the end of 2022, rare whiskey clearly the area to get into. Although 2022 only saw gains of three percent, an increase of 373 percent over ten years has been observed over the last decade. Last year, the highest selling price recorded for rare whiskey was a bottle of the Macallan the Reach. Which we talked about before, an eighty-one-year-old single malt. It was so good. So <laughs> right, <laughs> sold for three hundred thousand pounds, which is about close to three hundred eighty-four hundred thousand dollars. And that was at Sotheby's in October. Sotheby's. So I don't know if is it you can punk punk what? No steampunk. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Got it. Thank you, Rob. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. The motorcycle looked a lot like steampunk. Yeah. That's are, a are you thing? familiar with that? No, yeah, steampunk. I'm old. It's 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 really cool when it's done well. Just tonight when you're sitting at home after you've had a couple in, in more. Here, I thought that pour was going to be too big. <laughs> you, yeah, you go ahead and search steampunk, and you'll see steampunk outfits specifically. They're really cool. 
Uh, okay, so that's Re- really the, for the trending soon to be fifty three year old steampunk. I'm is also, <laughs> I'm also, I'm kind of, you know, when when you're when you play a lot of video games, which oh, I do. Oh yeah, that that the the actual fifty three year old going on fourteen. <laughs> I just said that you. I saw another article earlier today for the radio show that I do that everybody believes that their age is twenty percent of what they're they actually are. So what's your brain age? So what's what's 20% of 53? 10? I don't know, 16? Okay, so 16 Is years. That right? Well, 10% no, would be 5, so 11. So your your brain age is about you're still in your <laughs> That sounds about right. You're still in your early 40s. <laughs> For oh, brain it's, age. oh, it's yeah. down a little. Down. Yeah, oh. you don't go up. <laughs> no, I, well, I was thinking that it was like actually 11. No, 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 no. It's, no, uh, like, you, yeah, you subtract it from you that. You subtract so. 20%. But within our case, 11 it, could be totally right. acceptable. Right, that's what I'm saying. You just it's, it's subtract 80%. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's, um, let's talk a little bit. Let's recap a little bit Mountain West Whiskey Festival. First off, thanks everybody that made it. So successful again, of course, John at the Rushmore. He was fantastic. John and his his team were stellar to work with. Um, You know, this is kind of you and my, yours and mine. (laughs) Sure. See, whatever. (laughs) This is is the first year that the two of us have been as knee deep in it as we have been. Mm -hmm. And John made it pretty easy. I mean, kudos to the home slice team, Kelsey and Anna and, and everybody that helped out there too, but John and his team at the Rushmore were awesome to work with. They did. They just they made it as about as easy as possible. Um, the food was fantastic. Super, uh, super fun to get to know too. I yeah, mean, staff down there was great. Yeah, you that's know. true. We are getting to know those, uh, you know, uh, some of those people down there a little bit better. Although they seem, when it comes to like bartenders and things like that, there's always a turnover there, so you never get to know them as often as I think you should. Well, Although they know. seem to have had a pretty good. They've had a pretty steady lineup the over the years. The few that I saw that I actually got, to, I mean, they've been there a while. Mm-hmm. Or they're there and back, I guess. Right. Um, and we got, you know, a lot of the regulars that, that came to this event, which is always fun. Dan Bruner and his team. Those guys had started pre-gaming Saturday. <laughs> about 11 a.m., I think, uh, is what they told us. Pre-gaming for a whiskey event. Right. Uh, they had an Airbnb here in Rapid City, oh my goodness. and he said there was a card game. Not even I did that. Um, that they had found in the Airbnb, which was the stack of cards that had these dumb, terrible jokes on them. That you had to, if you were given the card at any random time of the night, you had to work that joke into the conversation. <laughs> I still remember the one Gabe told me. What was it? Hey, when I was younger, I used to be really indecisive. But now I'm not so sure. <laughs> God, that's how bad they were, folks. Okay, Thanks, that's how Gabe. terrible these were. So at the at the at the start of the night, they were playing the game according to the rules, right? <laughs> they were working it into conversation. By the time the night was done, they were just coming up, hey, 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 <laughs> and then they were telling you this terrible joke <laughs> that was on the card, and that it just got funnier as the night went on with those guys. Um, so it was Dan and, and Ryan from Timmins Market. Yeah. And um, Dan's brother. Craig. Dan's brother, Craig, who we got to know a little bit. And he was he was a great was, guy to hang out with. He was a good dude. Gabe. Uh, Gabe, there, of course, there, was there. Was there a Trevor? I don't remember a Trevor. Could have been. Uh, seems like Could have been. Met a lot of people. 
that uh, night. I don't know. Uh, then Justin, of not, course, not and his I'm crew so sure. showed up. Uh, Mark and his wife were there, uh, and and some others from the Windsor Block. Uh, that I didn't see him long for a long time though. What? Uh, you know, like you said, I I hung out in that plat room and kind of talked to everybody that, you know, decided I was an influencer. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, so I hung pretty tight. I mean, I went up and talked to some sponsors um, before things got too late. Um, the, was it was it Brett at Cask? Brett and, and Tate from Cask and Cork were there. Yeah, and uh, the local guy from Black Fork Farms. I talked to him for a bit, mm-hmm. but. Um, Otherwise, I kind of hung pretty tight to that room and was just talking to a lot of the Dakota Whiskey Territory folks and the selection, some of the distributors. We, we had over 200 different whiskeys there that night, and I thought the selection that they had was was really, really cool. Um, there was some new entries that we had never seen there before. Uh, yeah, there's some things that I'm going to hate you for yeah you are you're totally gonna hate me for for some of them that i that i managed to bring back um as as we were walking around looking at i was you know there with my wife and my wife loves to bake so she always has the biggest bottle of watkins vanilla that you can find anywhere because it's used in everything when it comes to baking and she looks at the table and there's two of these giant i mean whiskey sized bottles of of watkins and at first, when she just glanced at it, she's like, well, that's weird that the vanilla would be here. But no, it's, it's Watkins whiskey. whiskey. Well, sort of. No, it's whiskey. It's and uh, it's, it's an orange spice, and then it was a cinnamon apple were the two flavors that they had. 70 and proof. And they 70%. Were, shut up. They were both amazing. They were so good. So delicious. And I couldn't even and, smell them yesterday. We're going to be doing video episodes on those so you can see Rob's oh, face no. when he takes oh, a drink. Oh, scallops is going to come bake some stuff? <laughs> nope. We, you're get, just, we get a cake? You're just going to drink some Watkins whiskey. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Then the other one I, I, I saw was, uh, uh, it said pineapple. I don't remember what it's called. It's from Buchanan. Buchanan, yeah. But it's, it's pineapple-flavored scotch, which was super unique because you don't, you don't see a lot of flavored scotches. There's aside. probably a reason. <laughs> well, Bruidar and Gleva are two giant scotch liqueurs. Trambouille is too, in essence. Yeah. So the reason why you don't see that a lot either. It was pretty interesting to see kind of a new entry into that lineup, and it was oh god, it was good. It, it was. I, so I good. will admit that it smelled. Intriguing, but what did I tell you yesterday? What? I thought I could just pour that whole thing over ice in a pint glass and sit out on the deck and sip it through a straw. <laughs> you probably could have, yeah. You would, you I would. I mean, without flinching. <laughs> I don't know. You, there might be one of those where you're thinking, I feel great, and then it's the next morning, <laughs> right? You have no idea well, what, scotch, what happened. It's like any of the real scotch, it'll, it'll and then, probably repeat on me for the next four days, and I couldn't get through it. Probably one of the most unique ones that had a lot of people uh, interested or talking about a little bit. It seems to be one of these that pops up at every event. Now, again, there is hardcore bourbons and scotches and Irish whiskeys and ryes at this event for everybody. But there's always that kind of cool, unique um, stuff that Houston likes. Well, like, like Screwball. You know, when that first came into the market... It was so unique and so different, and it's and it's you know it's grown exponentially since then. Or run its course. And there's another one 
that we saw Saturday night that was called Curveball. And I didn't put the two together. I was like, Curveball, Screwball. Wait a minute. I think one is playing off the other a little bit. Curveball spelled with really? a K. Yeah, I, did, I didn't dawn on me at all. When I was, I was I was half into the night before I got into that room, so it didn't dawn on me. Well, you spent more time up there than I did. <laughs> well, this was in uh, this was in the area where the food was, and it was with uh, Johnson Brothers, Mitch, right? No, no, Southern. Mitch is with Southern, so this was a Southern distributors. Uh, it's their whiskey, and it is barbecue flavored whiskey. Oh, that's yeah. You made me smell that yesterday too. And it smells exactly like a really good barbecue sauce. And Smoky it, barbecue sauce, yeah. yeah. And it tastes like how you would want liquid smoke to taste if you could just drink it. It was it was so good. Nothing you are saying <laughs> is making that appealing at all. It is so appealing. I can imagine this for people that like to barbecue. You know, a lot of people will use bourbon to barbecue. To I, I yeah. don't know what, how do you how do you how do you I don't know I put, do I put I put I put like a glaze. I put Jack on brisket. And what, how, what do you do? How do you do that? Just, you know, when you get partway through the cooking process, you sponge it on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ribs. I don't, I don't cook, I, in case I, you were wondering. No, I, I want don't, that stupid look on your face. I get it. Especially when it comes to meats of any sort. Oh I don't do God. that. Um, but I can imagine. If you're ever wondering who the husband in this relationship <laughs> is, folks. Listen. Joni, I'm sorry <laughs> to inform you. That's enough. Uh, the curveball, I can see people of that, doing. Where that. was your? Where were your in-laws? How come they weren't? They there? were uh, my wife's grandmother. Uh, they had to move her into a, into an assisted living home. Yeah, I thought so, that was last week. Well, they've they've been helping her acclimate. Oh. You know, I can't imagine that's easy for anybody. No so, better way to acclimate than right. a bottle of hooch. So, well, yeah, should have taken some. Well, I didn't want to take some hooch up there. I wanted to be a whiskey festival. <laughs> uh, so I can imagine people taking this curveball barbecue flavored whiskey and doing that same thing with it. And I think it, it it's going to add a real sweetness to anything you're smoking well, or like cooking with. Barbecue sauce. Right. But whiskey. But it's barbecue sauce in there. Cheaper. The alcohol cooks. I don't know. Screwball's not expensive. I can't imagine this bottle of curveball. Yeah, well, when you're going to be that much either. Gave a little peanut butter flavored <laughs> rib. Uh, but overall, I didn't. I didn't come ac- well. There was one thing that I didn't know was going to be brought out that oh, night. Oh yeah, uh, I was a little surprised when that, that that ended up on the table sometime between when I left the platinum room and went upstairs and then came back down. Because early on in the night in the platinum room, John was showing us he shouldn't do this, and Justin shouldn't give us the code to his freaking bar. <laughs> but he's done. Both of them have done this thing. Oh, there's going to be a prank coming, <laughs> yeah. Justin. Uh, John showed us in the cabinet where they kept all of this other allocated whiskey. Yeah. And down there was the Glenfiddich 21 year, which as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, they got to put this out. John's like, I don't know if we're going to sort of a deal. We'll just see how the night goes. And then, yeah, come down to almost half of that bottle being gone, not realizing that he had put it well, out. Well, you're platform. lucky I texted you. you yeah, have. I know. I would have been so mad. But that, that was, good. was that, that was good. Yeah. That was probably my favorite pour of the night. There was, was that one. There were certainly some interesting ones and and ones that I wanted to try just because, you know, I'll probably never own a bottle. That Cotton Club rye from Chicken Cock was 
it wasn't my favorite by any stretch, but it was different. It tasted initially like I had bubblegum in my mouth, and then after I swallowed the bubblegum, it became drywall. That's <laughs> that's what it that's what it felt like after I swallowed drywall. It. Yeah, it was I oh, didn't like it at all. But the one I hated the most, oh, this I don't I don't know if I'm I'm wrong on this. That that Remus that that uh, Gatsby was, yeah. was I I'm kind of with you on that one. It was a little disappointing. I I don't know I because I just couldn't pinpoint the flavor of what I was drinking at all, and it wasn't a good problem to have with that one. The yeah the repeal and the and even the George is it the George Remus? Yeah, is that right? something like that. Um, I th- for especially at price point, way better. The, right. and the George Remus I think is. Almost nothing. Um, but yeah, for I think that Gatsby is about half expensive, and if you, if you can find it, right? The packaging was cool. It is. I and you know I don't Which, have the five hundred dollars <laughs> for a box. I I uh, you know it's pretty well known. I believe on on this show, I don't have a, a great palate for whiskey. Um, so that's why I have to throw that out with a grain of salt. It tasted terrible to me, but well, I could you, just be missing something. You said one of your guys, heard yeah, it was something Troy. about about leaving it on the shelf yep. and open for like five or six months, something like that. Once you get the bottle, leave it open, <laughs> take the top off, and just let it sit there. And then he said, after what for, for that amount of time or how long it sits or whatever, he said it. Changes the entire flavor like, profile like of it. Like a wine breathe. Yeah, oh, I almost. You told me it was supposed to be unopened, which made no, well, no bloody sense. It should be, but no. He said you have to open, open this, it. and it has to sit there, and then it changes the complexity of everything, and it tastes like a totally different. So whiskey. you need to aerate it. Yeah, but why? Why would you spend well, that much money for a bottle you got to sit out and leave open, just to make it taste better? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do well, it intentionally. Well, help me figure this out, I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the, the, the same reason you would aerate wine would be the same reason you would try to aerate a bourbon or a, or a liquor, but I'm, I would think that at some point adding air, oxygen to the liquid would certainly change the profile of it. It would have to, sure. But I, I, I just can't imagine it changes it to be that much better. But Troy we, was convinced. We could try it. I've Ugh. got I've got one of them little poor aerator things that if we wanted to see, like even on a regular. If it changes the flavor at all? Oh, that might be interesting to <laughs> pour do. It, yeah. Pour it with and pour it without and see if you can tell the difference. I mean, we could A-B it and be kind of interesting. What, is, what, is it, what does that mean? A-B test it? Yeah. It's, that's the second time today I've heard that. Why? Why? Why don't oh I know God. what that means? So you pour you pour the aerated bottle in A and the non aerated bottle in B, and then you. That's what that means. A-B it's test? just A B testing one? means one is one thing, one yeah, is another. Blind taste test. I don't know how. You're in marketing for the love. No, of No, I'm Pete. not. You've been on the radio doing right. ads for thirty right. years. Right, and I don't I don't endorse any of them. <laughs> I just I do what they put in front oh, of yeah, me. <laughs> unless there's a gift card involved right. and then he's all over it. Right. Speaking of uh influencers. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I This is how this is how we can wrap this up this, because this I was swear the, to God, I this was the funniest part of the night. few times where I'm utterly speechless. <laughs> yeah. I had nothing to say to Brett when he said this. Right. To me. So um 
and, and, and it's flattering in a way. But look, we know our role <laughs> in in what we're doing here. Okay, Rob and I started whiskey at work, kind of on a lark, just for us to see if we could talk Dean Kinney into buying our whiskey every once in a while, right? And Speaking uh, of which, that hasn't happened in a while. I know, it's I know. About his and, turn. and I got a company card, so we were like, <laughs> "Who's afraid to use it?" <laughs> I'm very afraid. So, in over the years, it's grown a little. We've met, we've met some cool people. Um, you know, we've we've done some fun episodes. Uh, we've we've got cool feedback from from people, uh, you know, in the community around here, specifically. We've listen. made we've made a lot of friends. Doing yes, one hundred percent. That's been the best part. But it's it's you know we're not getting ten thousand listens or ten thousand views per episode. We're not we're not in that kind of territory because we don't review anything. Yeah, we're not we're not Paris Hilton just yet. No, Is she an influencer. What? I don't know. God, don't, could I... you pick somebody from from this decade? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I pick. I don't know. It, okay, everybody listening. Pick your favorite influencer right. in your head. Right. And put and, that, and put and, that in your head. And then, and just, then put, just understand that I'm not it. <laughs> put our picture right next to them <laughs> in your head, if you know what we look like. But Who's the little gymnast from LSU? She must be some sort of that's, You're talking about college sports. I don't know. I don't know anything about oh, it's that. that name, image, likeness thing. She's super cute, and you know she's okay. going to have a yeah. million followers just because she's super cute, not because she's... Well, that's, know, what, that's what influencers are. And, stuff. and the thing is, is becoming an influencer, as much crap as I give them, because everybody thinks they are just because they can make a TikTok or a Snapchat or a Facebook page. Yeah, because you're not super cute. Right. Uh, moderately my wife, cute. My wife thinks I kind <laughs> of You're <did>. moderately <laughs> 30 years ago, you, you, were, you were cuter than you are now. You're in the ballpark. <laughs> uh, influencers... The real ones do work pretty hard and take it pretty seriously. Uh, and what they are is they, you know, they've they've cultivated a following of people on their social media and in turn and parlay that into, uh, you know, a, a job, really. Yeah. They because, take products that people give them, cash mm-hmm. a check, tell people to buy them. Yeah. Use them, say they work well, they don't work well, whatever. I mean, that's that's kind of what influencing is. There's influencers that, that don't just do it for the money either, that do it to help other people. Um you know, uh, altruistically or whatever. Name one. We're not that. I can't. It's not us. Uh-huh. Um, Paris Hilton was not that dumb no, of a... No. At least I had a response. Well, the Kardashians would be the prime example All of right. influencers. Okay? Well, so... Hey, were they still based their popularity on the same thing? Well, Rob, you and I... You and I, which is kind of strange... <laughs> I don't have one of them either. We have more talent than the Kardashians. Well, okay? We do. In, in, in the jobs is, that we do, we have more talent. Implants, <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> we're at Whiskey Festival. It's a, it's before it started, and <laughs> went off the rails there a little. But we had to explain what an influencer was. Poorly, <laughs> Brett from Cask and Cork, which is a distributor here in, in town, comes up to us and says he starts talking about this brand new whiskey called Five Nine, which is going to be debuting, I believe, in April next month. I swear to God, if it debuts when I'm gone and you do some <laughs> bullshit stuff with it. Well, I'm going to have to oh replace my you God. as an influencer. Uh, he comes up Who and he, and he says, he goes, you guys are, he goes, you guys are the influencers here in Rapid City. And both Rob and I, I think we had a drink in our mouth. We damn near choked on it. I think I had that chick. 
The chicken cock? The chicken cock right, in my mouth. Right in your mouth? About, about, <laughs> about spit $400 worth of crap everywhere. And and it, when he saw our face, he's like, no, no, you guys. He said, I'm being serious. We're like, that's, what are you talking that's about? That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, exactly. It would have been easier to take if he'd have been joking. Just kidding. Little. He said, but these guys, they were, they were, the, the guys that make this whiskey have a clothing company. He said that is huge. In Bismarck, North Dakota, Fargo, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. He goes, this is their big area for these clothes. And they're sold in, like, shields. So it's not, you know, it's it must be high-end-ish clothing. And so far, none of these people are writing us a check. No, not yet. Cask and cork, 5'9 <laughs> no. whiskey, these clothing people, shields. With 5'9, they asked who your influencers are in the area that you live. And Brett said, well, it's the guys from Whiskey at Work. It's Rob and Mark. And still, it does. It, it sounds it, even dumber coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And and I and I have said really dumb things over all these years. I've been doing this kind of thing. And I've said it unapologetically. He did. <laughs> right? He did say like they were going to send us something. Yeah. Right. He said they're going to put a, a, this box of stuff together that they want to send to us uh, and have us, you know, honestly give it a try and tell us. Tell well, them what think. The thing is, is they had it at Whiskey Festival. They did. And it's a two year um, I believe it's a blend. Was it a blend? I didn't. I, I was. By the time I had it again, I was. I was a little too far into the night. Yeah. But I do remember initially trying it and thinking, if you'd have put this in front of me, and said drink it, I would have drank it and said it's it's really good. But then when you said it's only a two year, that surprised me. There's only one other whiskey that we've had that we both said this doesn't taste like a two year. It tastes like it's been there for four. Clay Turner. Wasn't Clay Turner? It wasn't. No, it wasn't, wasn't Clay Turner. It was that was other guy. We have the. <laughs> it's shaped like a canteen. Oh, the Hotel Tango. Hotel Tango. Damn it! Yes, Steampunk and Hotel <laughs> Tango. Though that was the other one. Well, you had me at canteen. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Hotel Tango was another one. That's a two-year bourbon, but it tasted like a full four. It was that good. It was. Don't give me that face. You liked it. You even Did admitted I? to I that. Yes. It's still sitting down there. We should bring it up. We'll break it out again. But anyway, I'm really excited for for this whiskey and then giving us the opportunity to kind of spread the message. I think it's really cool. It's really weird because um, we didn't start this podcast to ever influence anybody. <laughs> well, each other. Yeah, a little bit. And who's winning so far? You are by a lot. hands down by a lot. Still, could, uh, I still couldn't pick out caramel or bananas. Or no, I still couldn't. Toasted oats from this thing. but Although we've been drinking uh, Redwood Empire's Pipe Dream bourbon whiskey for the entire episode here. First time I'd have it. And yeah, it's, well, I poured a big glass thinking, oh, shit, that was way too big. Now I've since poured another one. Yeah. So. It's re- this is, this Apparently is I'm back. I'm, really I'm, I'm thinking I'm back. Well, Redwood Empire has i'm not a rye guy but it does have the one of the rye that i would absolutely that is, drink that is the yep you're right that's the one that you we you introduced me to down at uh what is it the 44 north 44 north and sturgis there. Yep. yep um just a, a delicious rye and this is just as good this is gold, solid and this is a california although i'm not i don't know anything about it other nope, than what it says either. on the label sonoma california yeah well, they make good wine. Why not? Branch out. See what happens. That's what we did, and here we are influencers now. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got to quit saying that out loud. 45%. Uh, this is a 90 proof. Yeah, 90 proof, and it's really smooth. And that's really, uh, 
the text on their label kind of goes everywhere. You don't need to be in the Well, it's a guy in a suit with a tree coming out of his head. It's a very weird label. Yes, it's not a redwood tree. Sure, there's a story behind it. Anyway, again, thanks to everybody that came out in the Mountain West Whiskey Festival. And we know next year, after all of the drama... That's hopefully that's, that's going to have died down. Everyone is going to play better together yes. next year. I think they are. I think everybody kind of learned a bit of a lesson, um, you know, uh, as far as distribution, as far as swapping giant portfolios. I know people can get upset with that and it would suck. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're just hoping that next year, once it's all sorted, there isn't some other big difference. So, and if the swap does happen, let's hope it happens like in May. So everybody swap as much as you want. <laughs> right. In all honesty and truthfulness, that it went off better than I would have ever guessed mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um especially once the news broke in January that this was happening. Right. I mean, I was on the phone with anybody that would listen trying to well, really to didn't get anything resolved other than yeah. I'm taking my ball and going home, but well, and what um, had happened is one of the, the big distributors had lost a, a very large portfolio yeah. portfolio to another distributor. That's, um, and that just know, happens disastrous. in this business. I mean, that's, right. that's heart-wrenching for people that work at one versus the other. So Yeah, and so it was just kind of a mess right when Whiskey Festival started, but it all it all ended up, I think, uh, for the best. And I think next year uh, it, it, it'll just come out of this bigger and better. So Yeah, I'm I excited. hope so. I mean, I think everybody... You know, I think everybody learned a lesson. You know, I, I, you know, the distributors, I think, really are the ones that benefit the most because by getting this product out in front of people, hopefully these guys are, to the extent that they can, are going into their favorite liquor store going, hey, can you get this? Can you get this? Can you get this? Right. And reaping the wards at the end of the day. And um, I like to think, I mean, I've said it before, this is a three-legged table, man. We can't do it without Rushmore and the distributors and I don't think, I don't think either one of them could do it without our help either. Right. Well, there's lots of advertising that goes into it, and that's what we do. Yeah. And and they're not paying for any of that. And right. it is it is it is a lot. <laughs> okay. It is. Yes, I think um, it's more than people would realize. Right. It's but. a very large number. So again, thank everybody that made it such a big success. Uh, and we'll look forward to, well, Beer Fest will be next. Mountain West Beer Festival will happen November. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They had a date. Well, this, I heard November 11th, but they're not going to put it on Veterans Day. It'll be the second Saturday in November, whatever day that is. Ooh, that I'm, could be November could be 11th. Yeah. Ooh, then we'll do something. We'll have All some right. fun. Yeah, yeah, we will. Okay. Tickets will go on sale for that here soon too i think we're gonna try yeah, to roll them out quicker we yeah we've talked about that we're gonna we're gonna try to start garnering more interest in in some outside the area locales um some of these towns that that uh that are making that, good that, beer that, and, well that hey yeah that have a, a number of different breweries and obviously a beer interest at that point you know fargo and grand forks come to mind bismarck has a decent following mm-hmm. up there with some breweries fort collins obviously has a hundred of them um, Sioux Falls has got a, a decent contingent, although I think they're mostly represented when right at the event. Um, but trying to get some of these people out and get it on their calendar early, so that hopefully they can come out and experience, you know, whatever how many beers we have. What did, what did we have last time? Yep. Do you remember? Uh, I did. We had over two hundred whiskeys at this event, and I think the beer was. 
was just over 200 some too wasn't it all right boy it was a lot yeah it it's, was it's a uh, it's, i mean it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year so yeah i'm in i'm in whiskey mode not beer fest <laughs> mode so all right uh well here we go let's let's lay up for a minute and then <laughs> then get started again man anyway <laughs> it's rob and mark it's whiskey at work thanks so much for listening Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.